I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to episode 33 in the fourth edition of the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels. At the end of the episode, I will discuss where material presented in this episode appears in the AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of John, Annotated and Illustrated. For those viewers just joining the series, I urge you to watch the opening few minutes of episode 29 for a discussion of the Koine Greek or New Testament Greek origin of the I Am declarations. In this episode, I include part two of two on the seventh I Am declaration before Abraham was I Am, and part one of two in a discussion of I Am the Door from John 10, 7, and 9, and the I Am the Good Shepherd declaration in John 10, 11, and 14. The heated dialogue in the final verses in episode 32 between Jesus and a group of Pharisees and scribes in the treasury inside the temple at Jerusalem continues with Jesus' accusation that these Jews were children of the devil. This exchange, which is unique to the Gospel of St. John, is perhaps the most heated conversation in the Gospels. For the sake of context and continuity, I resume the dialogue as spoken in the treasury inside the temple going back to John 8:44. The illustration, The Temptation of Christ, is a miniature illumination in colored inks and gold on parchment from a psalter produced near Oxford at the end of the 12th century and the beginning of the 13th century, not later than 1220 A.D., from Manuscript Royal 1D10 in the form of an X in the Roman lettering system, Folio 52V, British Library, London, England. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. There are three issues to discuss about this dialogue. The line of descent or who is their father. The importance of Satan and the evidence offered the Pharisees in the I Am declarations. First, the dissent issue. Jesus' accusation is that, while the disobedient Hebrew people are descendants by blood from Abraham, remember they called God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their true father in the spiritual sense is the devil or Satan. He labels the devil by the Hebrew name Satan, or Satan, calling him a murderer from the beginning in verse 44a and father of lies in 44b. The illustration is the meeting of Abraham and Melchizedek 
an oil on canvas painted between 1464 and 1467 A.D. by Dierick the Elder at the Church of St. Peter in Leuven, Belgium. He stressed that Abraham was obedient to the will of the Lord, saying, quote, Abraham did not do this in verse 40. Remember that his audience has been the Pharisees and scribes since chapter 6. The implication is, having revealed himself to them through the several I Am declarations, beginning with the third example, I Am the Bread of Life in John 6.35, I Am the Living Bread in John 6.51, I Am the Light of the World in John 8.12, I Am from Above and I Am Not of This World in 8.23, and the Minor I Ams, and finally, that it is they, unlike the faithful and obedient Abraham, who still did not believe him. His statement, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me, in verse 45 is a reminder to them that it is he who is speaking the truth. The illustration for this and the next several slides is the central detail of the Pharisees' question Jesus Another late 19th century opaque watercolor by James T. So from his Life of Christ scenes in the collection of the Brooklyn Museum, Brooklyn, New York. In the dialogue, Jesus has used the Hebrew style of teaching by asking questions in verse 46. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? In the same style, he gave them the answer in verse 47. He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. These verses are full of allusions to either earlier verses in St. John's Gospel or to Old Testament history. God's words means both the literal words, but is an also an allusion to the word that, as St. John wrote in his prelude, was with God in the beginning in John 1, 1 to 5. Their failure to hear the word is another allusion to the Old Testament concept of having ears to, having ears to hear and that do not hear, which Jesus spoke again in Revelation 3 and 4 in the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor. The final allusion is to one who is not of God. They are instead, by implication in the context of verse 44, of their father, the devil, or Satan. The response of the Jews in verse 48 was even more heated, accusatory, and calculatedly insulting. Then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Here you must put aside the modern understanding of a Samaritan as one who does good works. Labeling Jesus a Samaritan was not a compliment, but a calculated insult, the first of two in these verses. For first century Jews, all Samaritans were heretics who rejected Hebrew tradition and practice. The historical and religious origin of this dispute was discussed and illustrated in episode 17 in the context of the parable of the Good Samaritan, in episode 20 in the context of Jesus' healing of the ten lepers, 
and a third time in episode 29 in the context of Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob and the first example of the I Am declarations. The second calculated insult is that he has a demon. In episode 8, in the context of four demonstrations of miracles in the Gospel of St. Mark, I discussed demons, which means evil spirits, which inhabit human bodies. In one, the driving out of the evil spirit in the synagogue at Capernaum, in Mark 1.27, near the start of Jesus' ministry, St. Mark reports that the Jews said, What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. In his reply, in verses 49, 50, and 51, Jesus denies the demon accusation and demonstrates his divinity yet again, offering them a path to everlasting life. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. The one who seeks and judges in verse 50b refers to the Father, and also to himself at the general judgment as the judge of all. More than that, he assures them that those who keep his word will not see death. Here, please recall St. John's dual meaning of word in John 1, 1 1-5, meaning first the literal words as conveyed in the Gospels, and secondly, Jesus as the personification of the Father, whose life and teachings offer the word or the truth. The promise is that those who keep his word, which is the eternal Christian truth, will have eternal life in the kingdom of the Father. We have now reached the climactic verses of St. John's account of the confrontation in the treasury in the temple at Jerusalem. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets, and you say, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? This dialogue contains one of the most important exchanges in the Gospels. Their two questions reveal more about themselves than about Jesus. Their literal-mindedness supports Jesus' accusation concerning their true Father in John 8, 44. In the first, are you greater than our father Abraham? They answer themselves, saying that both Abraham and the prophets are dead, referring to all the Old Testament prophets. The second question is a variation on the question they asked in the exchange that followed his I am the light of the world declaration when in verse John 8.25 they ask, Who are you? They now say with obvious sarcasm, Who do you make yourself out to be? 
As we will see shortly, they were stunned by his answer. Jesus' answer, the strongest accusation yet made in the St. John's Gospel, and the boldest statement so far in the entire dialogue, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Jesus' answer has three parts. First, he says that while they claim God as their father, they have not known him. Second, he again calls them liars. His first and second statement angered them, but it was the third statement that truly inflamed them. This third statement in verse 56 was both bold and entirely consistent with what he had been telling them throughout this dialogue and in all the several I am declarations. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Their response in verse 57 was more disbelief. You are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus' reply in verse 58 stands today as the boldest claim yet in St. John's Gospel concerning his true identity. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. The illustration, Christ Pantocrator, is the oldest known icon of Christ, painted in the 6th century A.D. for the Monastery of St. Catherine in Sinai under a commission from the Byzantine Emperor Justinian. Virtually every translation of the Bible from the King James Version to the present-day translation here renders the Greek ego I me in John 8.58 as I am. The exceptions are those modern translations which attempt to convert first-century speech into modern language equivalents, or dynamic modern equivalents, technically. And those who translate it as before Abraham was, I was. Such a translation does not fully convey the theological meaning of I am, the Greek equivalent of God's statement to Moses in Exodus 3.14. In the King James Version, I am that I am. In the NKJV, I am who I am. Or the modern Septuagint Version, the SAAS, which is the Old Testament text in the Orthodox Study Bible, which translates it as I am the existing one. As noted in episode 32, in their analysis of the Gospel of St. John by Ambrose of Milan, by St. John Chrysostom, and by the Venerable Bede, it is not possible that the Pharisees and scribes did not understand the meaning. St. John's account of what happened next includes this brief revelation of a miraculous event in verse 59, illustrated in the Pharisees take up rocks to stone him, another late 19th century watercolor 
by James Tissot from his Life of Christ scenes in the Brooklyn Museum. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. This is another way of saying, as John did in 8.20, that no one laid hands on him because his hour had not yet come, which I discussed in episode 32 in the context of the I Am the Light of the World Declaration. The next two examples of the I Am declarations, I Am the Door in John 10, verses 7 and 9, and I Am the Good Shepherd in John 10, verses 14 and 17, are closely related, the latter flowing from the first. Both come in the context of St. John's account in chapter 10 of an incident which followed Jesus' healing of the blind man at the Pool of Siloam, which was near the southeastern edge of the temple complex, as rebuilt after the return from Babylon. The location of this conversation is not specified by St. John, but given the context, it most likely was somewhere in the vicinity of Jerusalem. The healing is discussed in episode 37. Just as they were in the previous I Am declarations in chapters 6 and 8, there are Pharisees present who deny Jesus' divinity. The illustration, The Good Shepherd, is the author's copy of a reproduction of a late 20th century icon in Temperer and Gold on panel at Transfiguration Monastery, Time in Greece. It is icon J75 at www.skate.com. Understanding the strong symbolism of the shepherd imagery in these two I Am declarations is an important step toward understanding the message in both. Among the many Old Testament precedents for God as shepherd images are Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 80, verse 1, Hear us, O thou shepherd of Israel. The illustration is a Munich-style stained-glass window with verses from Psalm 23 made around 1911 A.D. at the Greenwood Cemetery Chapel in Brooklyn, New York. The entirety of chapter 34 in Ezekiel is focused on the theme of God as shepherd, with an allusion to Christ the Good Shepherd, David my servant in verse 24, and ends in verse 31 with, You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I am your God. The illustration is an 18th century icon of Ezekiel from the iconostasis at the Summer Chapel of the Holy Transfiguration Monastery in Karelia, Russia. In the Holy Land at the time of Christ, the keeping of sheep was widespread. Sheep were kept for their milk, for their meat, and their wool, and for use as sacrificial animals. Sheep were one of the shepherd's most valuable assets. To prevent them from wandering off or from being stolen, sheep were kept in a sheepfold, such as the one shown in the 20th first century photograph of an ancient sheep enclosure near the River Kent in Kentmere in the Lake District of England. Only the shepherd, or in Greek, hoimen, had control of the gate or door. 
Most likely, at the time of the writing of the Gospel of St. John, a shepherd would have paid a watchman to guard the sheep. In St. John's account, Jesus is the shepherd, and he watches over his own sheep, a role more completely described in the I Am the Good Shepherd declaration, which follows the I Am the Door declaration. Jesus as shepherd, building upon the Old Testament image of God as shepherd, thereafter became a powerful image in the New Testament, in Christian art, and in Christian liturgy. Jesus is, quote, that great shepherd of the sheep, unquote, in the benediction in Hebrews 13.20, the shepherd and overseer of your souls in 1 Peter 2, verse 25, and chief shepherd in 1 Peter 5, verse 4. In the 1928 Book of Common Prayer in the Office for Ordination of Priests and Bishops, the Gospel readings are Matthew 9:36 or John 10:1-16. The final charge to an incoming bishop is to be to the flock of Christ a shepherd, not a wolf. I bring part one of two of my discussion of the I Am the Door Declaration to a close with Jesus' own words as recorded in John 10, 1 through 5 and 7b. St. John's transitional narrative in verse 6 and 7a will be read and discussed in part two of two in episode 34. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode and linked from our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, are our seasonal and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, podcast versions from the podcast archive page, and bookstore publications using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Now, items of interest for episode 33 from other episodes in this Bible study video series, New Testament Gospels, St. John's focus on the contrasting themes of good versus evil and truth versus falsehood is discussed in episode 40. The use of the word hour, as in my hour has not yet come, from the Greek hora, is discussed in episode 43 in the context of Jesus' unique use of words relating to concepts of time. From the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, from the first series, 
St. John is the focus of episode four. From the second series, St. Ambrose is the subject of episode four, and St. John Chrysostom of episode nine and episode ten. From the AIC Bookstore Publications in the Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, the confrontation over the Before Abraham Was I Am Declaration is discussed in Chapter 8, and the I Am the Door Declaration, which is a prelude to the I Am the Good Shepherd Declaration, is discussed in Chapter 10, illustrated in an early 5th century mosaic on page 91. And from Layman's Lexicon, Phrases of interest are Abba, Father, I Am, Kingdom, Miracles or Signs, Pantocrator, Shepherd, Sin, Satan, Truth, and the Word. From Christian Spirituality and Anglican Perspective, the first premise underlying the spiritual discipline of spirituality, that is, the reality of evil in the world, and the Christian truth as its only antidote, is discussed in Part 1. In Revelation, an idealist interpretation, the use of ears to hear in the context of the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation 2 and 3 is discussed on pages 27 to 44 with the special text box, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear, the Old and New Testament context on page 36. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, which is accessible using links at the top and the bottom of each page. Entries usually include an illustration. The direct URL address is www.anglicaninternetchurch.net right slash blog with blog spelled in lowercase letters. By clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend in the right-hand column and afterward entering your email address, you can register to receive notice of each new posting from our site host, wordpress.com. We do not share information with any other organization. Thank you for joining me for episode 33. Next time in episode 34, I continue the discussion of the I Am the Door Declaration and continue with the I Am the Good Shepherd Declaration. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.